Welcome to Strange Tales from Outer Space, episode 43. Now, if you're hearing this introduction, that means I, Doc, have screwed up somewhere along the line. Well, a little bit of the intro got too messed up to use, to be honest. So I'm recording one impromptu right before it, and just imagine all witticisms were happening and craziness is going on, and we're being jovial, witty, crazy people. Oh, and I, I, I forgot. This week, we actually do have an amazing special guest, Doom Kitty from Black Dagger Society. Yes, that's right. If you're new to the podcast and you don't know that much about the Wildstar community, go find the Black Dagger Society somewhere on the internet, somewhere in-game. They are amazing, amazing, amazing people. Uh, so that's enough about me and, and, and uh, propping them up. We'll find out how awesome Doom Kitty is in the rest of this episode. For now, just take this smooth, easy transition into how Krug's week was. And I click the select all button, and then I click take all, and I click that same button again, click delete all, and just, boop, done, and then I leave. I did that a couple days ago, and uh, I'm going, my items are going, and my little loot notification add-on, which puts a big old icon on my screen uh, after I get an item that is of certain rarity, came up with an orange little, like, bar indicating an artifact level item, and I was like, huh? What did, I didn't... I don't even have that much money. And so I go through my inventory, and lo and behold, in my inventory is a white die. What? So somebody sent me a white die. What? No what idea mean, who it was. Well, you mean Supernova White? Yup. Oh, so and jealous. I had already deleted that message, so I have no idea who did it. Oh so my God. I'm waiting for anyone to take credit for it. If you're listening, please, please tell me so that I can thank you. Because that's really nice, <laughs> but I didn't know. I don't I just use it as a tool and then delete them immediately. That's how much he cares. That's how much he really cares. <laughs> no one's ever sent me a legitimate mail in my life. The only time I've gotten mail from other players is when Indigo, like I say, hey, Indigo, can you send me X, Y, and Z over the mail? And then he does it while I'm on vent with him. So it's just kind of my thing. Moose, it wasn't you. <laughs> there so, may have been a mishap, but uh, I couldn't eat that back like, now. I, it's all, now, if Moose had White Die, he wouldn't give it to anybody. He'd be running around Sade, freaking out, going, Oh my god, White Die! <laughs> Just holding his hands, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it! So, if you want to re- remain anonymous, that's fine. I mean, it wasn't your choice to become anonymous at this point, because I just don't know your name. But that's fine. Uh, whoever you are, thank you very much. That was very kind, and I don't know how I could ever possibly uh, pay you back for that. Um... And if you want me to give you a shout out on the podcast, I gladly will. Just send me a message in uh, the good old Wild Stars or in the good old uh, emails. I'm at uh, Krug at QTimes.com. So, yeah, just uh, get in touch. That was my week. It was good. That's super cool. It was super cool. Indu, how was your week this week? Well, I became an official Californian this week. I uh, uh, Not only did I find out that my small chihuahua is a vegetarian because he's allergic <laughs> to all meat. Wait, sorry. Continue. I, I'll come back to that point. I, I also, I also took a 5K race uh, along the beach, did 90 minutes of yoga on the beach, and did a meditation thing. And that is why this face is completely red. Um, that is a- probably the most pretentious set of things you could have possibly <laughs> done together. That's the most was, I'm a Californian a, thing ever. It was a hippie tri- uh, hippie triathlon. I hate you so much. I I didn't I didn't name it. All right, I didn't name it. I just did it. All right, <laughs> Fair enough. Whatever. But in my defense, 
yoga pants everywhere. That's that's my one defense. <laughs> and that and and I, I've been leveling with a, a, a crew quite a bit. Well, well, as much as I possibly can. I've been super busy, and if you can tell, I'm not at home. I'm actually at work still. So uh, your boss is going to listen to this and go, hmm, really, hmm. Uh, Oh, I'll have words if he gives him crap about that. Uh, Indigo is supposed to leave work at noon, and it's currently five. So on a Sunday, on a Sunday. Yeah. So that was my week, and as my week continues to be a hot, hellish week. So there you go. <laughs> that what you did was more Californian than I've done in my entire life in this state. Although your hat that you're currently wearing is probably the most Californian hat I've ever seen. It's so. the most that's Cuban hat I've ever seen because it's that's fucking awesome. Because that's what I am. I'm awesome. Anyway. <laughs> my- <laughs> How was your- <laughs> my week? My week was uh, frustrating. I won't go into super specifics on it. I didn't get to play a whole lot of games in general. Uh, I'm just glad that it's Sunday. A new week is starting. Uh, we got news to go through. Uh, my awesome hat is awesome because I'm awesome. I love hats, if you haven't noticed. Because I got a big ass head. It's super dapper. Thank you, you very much. Play Team Fortress 2. No, I won't. Get it? <laughs> the only thing about that game? Oh, all the hats. All the hats ever. But yeah, the hat, uh, I, I have a giant head, so it's hard to find hats. And uh, I'm definitely willing to splurge on amazing hats because they fit and they feel better and they feel awesome. That's my week this week. We're going to go right into the Strange Tales of the Week. And there's not uh, a bunch of crazy awesome news i think the general consensus and rumors are that we're going to be seeing some really cool stuff in the next week or so but we have some fun community stuff that's happened this past week and i believe one of them sparked by our by doom kitty herself yes (laughs) what happened doom kitty yeah where did the tea set start (laughs) let's start that (laughs) okay um i love tea Mm-hmm. And I love Wildstar, and I love housing, and I've been wanting uh, a tea set decor item. Like okay. I've been obsessed with with asking for a tea set. I thought it would be awesome. You know, it it totally ties in with the Oren lore, mm-hmm. the whole kind of tea culture. Um, plus, I think it would be really neat. We've got the little Alice in Wonderland secret cave in Celestion. It makes sense. And I'm like, wasn't, why don't we have this yet? Wasn't I've there tried- a tea set in that area, or is it something else? Uh, in Celeste, John, if you eat the mushroom and you get really tiny and you go under the thing, you get the jabbit hole achievement. Uh-huh. And if you have an explorer with you, you can get into a secret room where there's a Mad Hatter tea party going on. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't there like an item you get so, from that? Um, yes. You get an item if you get a if, uh, there's a box. You get a cup of tea, which honestly looks like a coffee mug. Oh, never mind. And a purple mushroom. But we don't have a tea set, and I've been like trying to make a tea set forever out of the decor items, but none of the scale small enough. Why don't we have this? So I thought, why not just, uh, you know, look for ideas? And of course, you know, I'm on Pinterest and I'm doing all kinds of things in, in my own artwork and came up with the idea of what would different racial tea sets look like? So I just started going online and found the, the leaf-shaped ones that looked very orange, found um, a medical-themed cocktail set that reminded me of the Mordash, started sharing this with people, and then it just sort of, like, exploded. Yeah, so here's what I think exploded is the an understatement. original one currently <laughs> in the stream with these, like, adorable flower pot things and, and stuff like that for Arn, uh and Mordash and stuff like that, and it's 
awesome. And then there are just so many more. So I just picked a couple of them. Halter posted one with this like really creepy, spiky looking thing where uh, that would be for the OSIN. Uh, somebody by the name of Ryan Reynolds. I'm pretty sure it's not the actual Ryan Reynolds posted. Uh, the caretaker needs tea too. And then there's a holographic teapot. Uh, I really want to know what context this is because it looks like a real holographic teapot. But that one was really cool. Uh, somebody named Aaron Jackson, Jackson, sorry, uh, posted, oh my god, Ithacans, this is becoming an obsession now, lol. And they posted what could very well be an Ithacan teapot. It looks like uh, seaweed. Like really kind of weird seaweed stuff. Now, these are all from the 27th of April. Uh, if you get, you get to go searching through tweets, we'll try and find some links to them and put in the description. Uh, we yeah, have, have some on. Up. Sweet. I always thought uh, maybe not everybody had to drink tea. I know it's tea tied with the orange. I would have figured um, that Chua would have had like just coffee mugs, just, just straight Java, just injected into their veins or something more than tea. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a, a really interesting and random. Like, just the community came together over tea, and it, it was beautiful. Also, I just want to say this: clear your notifications. That's bugging the hell out of me. Yeah, how do you control you now, buddy? How do you how do you go through life with all those little numbers up in the corner? It freaks me out on my phone when I see more than just one on there. I'm currently busy, and there were two notifications, guys. You're blowing this a little out of proportion. This is ridiculous. That's blowing out of proportion. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) we're gonna move on from that. And there has been some really cool stuff going on. Uh, You know how last week we were told that there was rumors of Wildstar Core coming back. And unfortunately, yes. ReadyCheck took a, a bow out from the scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we were right. Wildstar Core is back with not one but two articles to get everybody back into the drop into the drop five hype. Uh, I hate using that phrase. I really do. Hype is such a weird phrase to use. Get on the train. Get on the train. I refuse dog. to jump on the train. Get on the train. No, no train for me. I need. I need. I. I'm professional. I need to be able to be unbiased. That being said, hello, wardrobe. <laughs> so we're going to post some links uh, to Wildstar Core the first one is going to be from actually both are from Kelzam they're talking about the first one being the hollow wardrobe and going more in depth into it since it's actually working now on PTR Uh, they will they're actually he's actually able to get screenshots and show you how it works and what it's basically doing is it's making all of your costumes how many slots do you get now it's like 30 some odd or no 200 or 350 individual pieces you can save in the hollow wardrobe the, it, the current number is 350. Yeah. Three, and massive. all of those items are going to be cross class. Unless otherwise restricted. Path. Yeah. So, you're, you know, if you have a stalker with PvP gear, your Spellslinger can wear that stuff as a costume. And, a, mm-hmm. and your Warrior Raid gear can be worn by your Esper. And it's going to be all really over the cool. place and it's going to be freaking awesome. I know there are stipulations. Uh, I believe that the dyes are still for character specifics. So you can't yes, use that Supernova White across all your characters, crew. You can only use it on the one character that unlocked it. Boo. And you are actually locked uh, with your Path costumes, so you cannot have a non-Explorer wearing an Explorer costume. And there are certain really? costumes... Mm-hmm. From what I was told, that's the case currently. That might change, uh, but as far as I've been told, that the, the, expo- the Path costumes are specifically rewards for those in the Path. Um... Okay, I'd heard that there was um, that they were working on being able to allow cross path for costuming. I think that might be if to go with the uh, community because the community's been asking that very much. Like, I want to be able to wear uh, the warrior the warrior hat with like my my scientist pants and that kind of stuff. So they might be changing that part. Last I heard, that was the case. Another one being um, 
specific stuff that's locked by faction, like the um, Exile Commander gear and the Dominion Commander gear, you will not be able to have those on the cross faction. Correct. Yeah. So it's, other than that, though, it's 350 pieces do whatever you want. You don't even have to keep the piece once it's put in the hollow wardrobe. Once it's in the hollow wardrobe, you can sell it off. Get rid or of salvage it. it. Or salvage it, which is probably a better idea. So there in the end salvage everything in this game. Yeah. You know how much bank it. space is gonna free up because now there's no need to hold on to twelve pairs of booty shorts just in case you might run out. <laughs> and honestly, that's my favorite part of this is I booty hated shorts? keeping track of all of my no, not booty shorts. I love booty shorts. <laughs> no, I'm not being misogynistic. I love the way they feel on my body, okay? Leave me alone. Sometimes he needs to feel now, sexy. Why don't we have booty short uh skins for the male characters? Uh, I've said this multiple times, actually. This was one of our very first episodes we talked about discrepancies in armors between genders. Yeah. Just well, because we were being, like, and, and as, as a correction, Quilin Winseed did point out to me that actually the path the path uh, costumes, they're not locked if you have the same path for characters. So if you have three explorers, you can share those costumes between all explorers. And, and yes, male characters could use some booty shorts. I mean, they'd look pretty cool. I, I think my favorite part is the fact that a lot of the female armor pieces in this game... They actually the male and female like the the Malgrave male armor the light armor you're pretty much just like topless it's just a, a waistband uh, and then there, I, just, I remember the reason I liked my female warriors so much is that when I wanted to look like a giant juggernaut of death she was a giant ass juggernaut of death and I've yet to give her any kind of um, like really sultry pieces of armor on her for costumes because to me that character never felt like it needed it which is part of the fun part about this game, is that your men can be just as objectified with their bare deltoids than the women being with booty shorts. And uh, that's why Grenock men need booty shorts. Oh, we need yes. to make that happen. Oh, yeah. Just like the, like the 70s track runner. with the, We need like a, like, a, like a sweatband thing with the booty oh shorts God, yes. and like a tank top t-shirt. You know what else we need? Okay. <laughs> what else? We, we need them, and we need to like get people to petition Carboyne to beg for this to happen. We need an intimidating cigar... Head Ooh. costume piece. Yes. 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 How it's awesome would that be? Just like, just what helmet are you wearing? Intimidating cigar. Yeah, I mean they have, have a big stogie sticking out of the guy's mouth. That would be so awesome. I'm surprised I would wear we don't that have in my already. Every costume. I know, right? Hands down. Or like, how many you... female? How many Grenock women would look amazing with that? Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. All? Answers all. Now I kind. Now She's, I kind of want. <laughs> I, have, I have a female. Uh, I have to level her. I have a female Grenock warrior. Her name is Bam Greer. <laughs> You're I like that one. I'm not Did that clever it? with names. I'm My sorry. What's your stalker's name? Mine. Yeah. It's Senpai Fleas, but it's not as not <laughs> clever as Bam Greer. <laughs> I'll never get over how. <laughs> never mind. Nope. How creepy that name is. That's the point when I go into PvP. Just get two stickers right in your bum. Send by please in the back. Mm. <laughs> Granok dudes are hot, by the way. Somebody just said that in chat, and I'm agreeing with them. Totally. <laughs> if I could be a Granok dude, I'd take it in a second. Yes. Oh my god, would. have you guys seen some of the cosplay that people are doing based on Wildstar? No, I've only seen the puppet Chua, and I saw one girl who did a uh, uh, a Nesper costume, but I never saw anything else past that. I tweeted a pic. Um, I think it was yesterday. There was a guy that did a full Granok cosplay and it was outstanding yeah yeah it was i think it actually was for um when the last time wildstar was at uh like pax i think or something uh, it was at a convention uh yeah it was I, at a convention. 
I remember seeing that a little while ago. It, it's awesome. The guy did a great job. I, I think I they need to bring to that back. It. I know last year they had the PAX costume party. I think it'd be really cool if they did it again for another another convention to see more yeah. costumes. That'd be fun. Well, I think after the episode, I'm going to go through Dune Kitty's tweets and find that. Uh, but for now, we have another core article to talk about. Wait, uh, just one more thing. Okay. I think if that ha- does happen, I will totally cosplay the booty short track runner, Granok. Uh. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna hold you to that because you just said it. If I get him in chat, like I get a giant stogie. Katie, you heard Doc say that just now, right? Can that can that give us some kind of like you know can priority we... for this to happen, please? Get that... that recorded and put on a loop. To just... Oh, it's recorded. Actually, interestingly enough, Katie brings up a good point. Uh, she says, "Don't quote me on this, but I think if we had cigars and etc., we'd also have to have a use of tobacco on the rating, uh... which is true." I mean, they already technically have it because of use of alcohol and, and tobacco because of the Grand Ox drink. It's part of the culture. I like how she said, don't quote me on this, and you quoted what she said. Well, she, basically she's saying it's not official, but it makes very good sense. Forget you guys. That's so funny. Next on Wildstar Corps, Kelsey also put up a guide to contracts. Yes. Oh my god, Vapor <sighs> Cigar, that's hilarious. Uh. The vapor cigar, and we we did go over contracts a, a while back. I sh- I remember going through a few of them myself, and just to reiterate how the contract system is going to work, it's like side questing. It's completely um, it's completely voluntary. It's completely oblig- not obligatory, but the rewards are supposed to be worth it. What's going to be happen? You're going to be rewarded with stuff like protostar runic fragments. You can trade between the various NPCs and across all the contract boards for. Uh, different from different like different fragment pouches, and that also includes PVE and PVP. You can only take a few contracts at any given time, uh, like level one contracts that are mostly dailies. You can take up a few of them, but you can only say like level two contracts. You can only take two contracts a day, uh, one level three contract a day, etc., etc. The reason being is that contracts are bigger challenges. Uh, I mean, you can't say challenges in this game because we already have challenges. They're bigger uh, bounties, I guess I'll say. They're not. They're not tied to anything specific, other than its specific, other than its own goal, its own contract, obviously. And it's it's made to make you out of your way to accomplish more. So, what if you can accomplish those level three, four, five, six, and level four, five, and six are most sometimes tied to five man, ten man, twenty man quests? You'll be rewarded thusly with some hopefully really really cool stuff. And like I said, in order to get contracts, all you gotta find is a protostar uh, contract dispenser. Pick up the contracts you want, and then from there go out and go do them. And then you can come back when when the expire runs, when the time expire runs out, and then pick it up again. Good times. It's oh, just I pretty. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, it's me. it's nice. It's another me. way to go through the game. Completely, like you're able to, uh, you're you're not totally tied to just uh, questing. Like, you can actually pick that up on your questing, and then and take care of all of that. And it's supposed to help you out with oh. with leveling and the alternate advancement that all the players want. Or at least a lot of players have been asking for. So, yes. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I, even like, really good. I even like the little UI stuff they did for it. They added some more UI, some nice cool UI stuff. It, I've noticed that as we've gone through more and more drops, the UIs that have been coming out are nicer and nicer than what we oh, got yeah. at launch. Well, I, I mean, but that's that's how all MMOs progress. I mean, if you look at when uh, World of Warcraft originally came out, and then like what World of Warcraft looks like now, like you wouldn't recognize the, the same game, like at all. It's, no, it's really, really different, yeah. you know. 
Now, and it's mm-hmm. because they're improving their hearing feedback from their audience and seeing what they want, the direction that they want them to take. And at the end of the day, we're their clientele and they want to make us happy. So they go, if UI is an issue and, you know, it's not clean, it's not sexy, it's not what we exactly want or asking for, then they're going to fix it. That's, that's, that's their job as a company is to try to make sure that we're getting what we want. I mean, if you look at the challenges UI, that looks really sexy too. If you guys have seen that on the drop five, you guys should check it out. Yeah. But the difference being is that a game like World of Warcraft will wait until a giant patch and then offload all of it. This has kind of been more of a steady stream. Like we saw the challenge UI got revamped, like you just said. The new contract stuff, the UI stuff for that stuff. And uh, uh, Annie Eki, I believe I'm saying that right in chat, says, how are contracts different from dailies? I just don't see it. The best way that I can explain it, I don't know if you guys want to chime in on this as well, is that the dailies are tied to a specific zone, and they're also part of the progression of that zone. They're tied to uh, your reputation points. They're tied to the items you can get from the vendors. Uh, they have, they're all centered in a zone. Contracts are going to take you either in a general area or across multiple areas, depending on the contract, or they'll send you out. So basically think of it like a bounty hunter board. Uh, which is what it really is. Uh, the contracts are just what they are. They're going to send you to either one area or they're going to have you as a chain of it. Something really, really simple, like kill uh, augmented creatures. So you can do that across Northern Wastes and uh, the um, Blighthaven and everything else. Or it might say, you know, even though you're here in this area, uh, if you can take down this thing uh, for X reason, whatever the contract says, it'll like to actually send you over to like Blighthaven and go take out Scorchwing again for something else. And it's also like the content in the in the uh, contract is way different than what a content in a daily would be. Like a daily would be go to X location and kill X mob, whereas a contract is. And I'm just reading the two examples that are on the uh, the core article. Uh, earn fifteen hundred renown, which you could do across every zone in the game, or get twenty player kills or assists. You could do that anywhere. Like it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't specifically fit a zone. It doesn't specifically tie to the story. It's just kind of like, hey, go accomplish these tasks. We bet you can't do it, nana nana boo boo. Pretty much. It's it's, it's like dangling akin, the carrot in your face, going, huh? Yeah. It's more akin to a challenge to me than it is a uh, a daily zone or a daily quest. And, and is it just me, or from what I've come to understand, is it takes you like it, it's multiple quests and it's a whole quest line that gets you through a single um, section. Like so, if you like, right at the PvP and PvE contracts. So it will give you a task, and if you notice on the right-hand side, it's kind of like a, a, a progress bar as you continue through it, and it shows you points in which you get your rewards for doing mm-hmm. said things. So it's not like, I'm doing this one quest, going and doing it, going to the next quest. It's saying, hey, this is how close you are to reaching that, or this is how many player kills that you've gotten in arenas, and you're, you're two away, and you get a reward at this point, which you will then be given your next section of that. Yeah, I, I, I do think it's quite different. I'm looking forward to it and we'll, we'll see how well it fits in with the world and how well it fits in with um, you know, general questing. And don't expect it to be a one-off I, I mean, like I'm a daily. I'm looking forward to it. I don't yeah. yeah, and Katie makes a good point. Uh, some of the quests are uh, designed so that you can do them while doing other quests. Multitasking. So kind of like yeah a way to multitask kind of like increase the reward that you're getting from a specific amount of time you're spending in the game uh so yeah i, I think there are a lot of differences between contracts and the current goals that are in wildstar whether it's uh challenges or quests or whatever yeah um 
I think it's a good system, and I'm looking forward to playing it on live. There is one caveat I'm interested in, though. Kellen Cloudstar says the same thing. He says, just to make sure if you reach the highest reward, you have to start over again, if, or can you do no longer do contracts? I'm going to assume they're each... Um, level has a list of quests that it goes through, and I'm pretty sure eventually someone's going to hit the bottom and they're going to start repeating them. But these these aren't typical daily quest stuff. You are going to have to do them over the long haul. Like, you normally no one kills 50 dragon in an area. You can do it over multiple zones, but it's just never... It's, you can't knock that out in a day unless you're a madman or madwoman, and you're just constantly killing every drag you see in sight. That's something that takes a few days, at least one to two days, of just normal questing to do. So it's supposed to help supplement your leveling and, and they're, like they're we said, more like, they're more like weeklies than days. Kind of, some of them. And <laughs> <laughs> they're long enough to be almost. Yeah. Can we go on to the next thing? Because I think it's hilarious. Yes. Sure. So let's move on to this, and we've we've talked about Da Pinkdo, and uh, we thought it was all a myth, and apparently Da Pinkdo do exist. And wow! Thank really? <laughs> you so much. You just ruined it completely. <laughs> Wait, what? So Enigma, the world first in killing Avatis, is now also the first guild in the world to grab an artifact weapon. They do exist out in the wild. Their drop rate is low, which is supposed to be. But we finally see one in the wild with an epic preview of it. Just oh, it's monstrous. It's, so it's the bask in the so glory good. that is the pink weapon. Oh my god! We... Look at these stats. These and stats are nuts, what crazy the hell is nuts. That? So this is Project Legacy. Uh, this is the Executioner. So this is the DPS Warrior Sword. And it's got s- six Omni-slots. It's got all kinds of stats. Oh. It's got stacks on stacks of stats. And just look at the imbuements. I mean, there's the obvious one. Certification, get gold medals in veteran dungeons. You get another 25 grit for that. Uh, this is one of the ones the hidden files. You have to do a bunch of different challenges that give you an extra 50 critical strike rating or severity. And then there's even, like, there, a little bit is just, um, it's just, uh, what's it called? Vague enough, where unless you're in Datascape, you don't quite understand what it means. But just look at the, just the bonuses. Jesus Christ. And also, that character preview is, is, is just, just, ugh. It's just <laughs> gorgeous. I know, that, that picture is pretty epic right there. I hope it changes your character every time you do that. Best MS thing <laughs> ever. Right? Look at this. Look at him go! Look at him being all cool! Can you imagine those AoE, those AoE um, heart, uh, tornadoes just spin to win in that, in that cape? Ugh. We need capes in Wildstar. That's what we need. Ugh, so good. That'd be great. I'd be, I would kind so of be down pink is real. It's for real. The pink yeah, is real. Pink. Also, look at the rest of his gear. It's just like, ah, uh, mostly orange. He's just that awesome. That's why. Campbell but, Souf. But that, that pick right there with the red cape, that's pretty epic. <laughs> Can we get capes, please? I mean, we don't need a whole yes. lot of capes. It could be like some really cool energy oh, shields God, that give a cape. No, no, no capes. No capes. Oh, no capes. That would make costuming so much fun. I've been dying to get enough people together to do uh, a Nexus Justice League. That'd be so awesome. Zoom Kitty dressed as Wonder Woman. So we need some more people on board with that. Um, we just did the NBD list gala on April 25th. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Uh, we did, and one of the winners was dressed as the Joker. Uh, Mordash cool. named Sugoi Desu. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was fantastic. But yeah, I would love to see some more group costumes. Just people randomly running around as Scooby-Doo. And, um, and the Justice League, or the Avengers, because it can happen. Okay, now I kind of want to chew a Edna mode. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
With like a random Incredibles group running around. Yes, no capes. No capes. <laughs> okay, let's move on from that because that was pretty fun. So, uh, everybody else, by the time season or drop five Invasion X's comes around, season one of PvP is over. Dunzo, that's it. We are moving on and upward to season one 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 uh, one point five. What? <laughs> so uh, they kind of explain it a little bit. They has an official um, post from Meerkat, and I'm going to do a lot of direct quoting from this. And he's saying, "Hey, greetings, PvP fans. Stephen Meerkat Angle here. I wanted to give you some Invasion Nexus PvP season update stuff. With the upcoming patch, Invasion Nexus will be clearing personal and team ratings. Players who have reached the upper echelon of rankings will earn the title The Warlike for rated arenas and The Warforged for rated battlegrounds." The cutoff for titles is set at the following personal ratings for each bracket, the list for North America and EU, and approximately represents the top 1% of all players in each bracket. Please note, these are personal ratings, not team ratings. So, some people will cry foul for that because they'll say, oh, we had this issue with blah, 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 and this blah, 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 and win trading, all that kind of stuff. Uh, in order to be eligible for your title, your personal rating needs to be in the specific brackets. They need to be equal or greater than... We will, we will be determining which players are eligible for titles when the servers come down for the Invasion, invasion Nexus updates. So, maybe not. All the people come, talking about the wind traders and everything else, that might come back to bite them in the ass. Uh, the plan is to award titles by the same time the servers come back up, but they may end up being delivered within the next week's maintenance if issues arise. And also, the reason why I said Season 1.5 is Invasion Nexus will also mark the start of Season 1.5. It's a short, one-drop season that will allow us the time necessary to test all the changes they've made and iterate based on feedback. So everything since drop three, they've been taking notes on, they've been taking feedback on, and instead of dropping right into season two and saying, here we go, go at it, have fun, and everyone's going, oh my god, why is everything broken? Invasion Nexus will be kind of um, post-season, pre-season for PvP. So all these changes to um, the rated battlegrounds, the way you're acquiring gear, all this other crazy stuff, they want to make sure that that rolls out as smooth as possible into Season 2. So that's, what, that's why we mean Season 1.5. So there's stuff coming in the following updates, like, like uh, they're changing all of the item levels in PvP. Uh, remember, they're making all of the um, orange gear, purple gear that's of a certain powerful PvE level. It's going to be scaled down. The reason being is they want PvPers who have spent the time and investment in the PvP to show... And, and really perform at their height instead of just someone walking in with a freaking full set of raid gear and going, ha, I'm going to just kill you all. Give me my gear, and I'll walk away. <laughs> On top of that... That's going to help oh, a lot. That is totally yes. going to help a lot. Yeah. yeah, there's a ton of it. I know people have been talking about saying, you know, these are changes that were sorely needed, and they're excited for it. Uh, I know there's more to be improved on. I'd love to get... Some uh, some more PvPers who know more than we do about it, like uh, Eclipse. Uh, I know if Bazil's back in, see what his stuff is. People from Gat Like Gangsters, uh, we'd love to hear from those opinions to see what you guys think about it. Uh, yeah. With the second update, the way they're going to handle ratings, players and teams now have a rating of Zip Zilch Zero at the start of the season and cannot lose rating until they're above 400. 400 serves as the ground floor and it prevents players from removing enough rating. So basically, Everyone starts at zero, you start from the bottom, and then you'll end up at the top. But once you get to 400, that is like the baseline. You are just barely good enough. 
<laughs> so you started from the bottom, now you're here? I've tried not to <laughs> use that line. They <laughs> <laughs> rap so much. <laughs> they've, added, they've added floors to other rating milestones at 800, 1200, 1600, and 2000. Which means that once you uh, go over that threshold, you can't go below it. So once you've gotten the 400, that's the first threshold. You can only climb up, and you can climb down between 400 and 800, but you'll never dip below 400. Once you get to 800, you can only climb up from there, but you will never be able to go down. Basically, it's a way of helping players that do, that, like, kind of hit this plateau, where they aren't being completely penalized because they're still trying to figure out where where they need to continue their game. But they'll still be able to be competitive, if that makes any sense. I also think it kind of, you know, sol- not solves, but helps the issue with win traders and people that, like, specifically tank their score extremely low. Exactly. So that they can, you know what I mean? So it's like... Which, yeah, and this is a great fix for that. Like, you're an 1800 yeah. player? Okay, great. You can't go below 1600. Sucks like, for you're you. You're going to still be fighting people that have a chance. You can't tank yep. yourself and go fight people that have zero rating, for example. Yeah, and then... Don't be a dick. The third update, we're talking about rewards for end of season. There's a little more about that. Not much, though. Uh, but for season two, there's... Well, I think this is really important. Oh, go for it. Uh, beginning in season 1.5, only three arena threes arenas will be rewarded with items, titles, and achievements. I think that's kind of an important distinction to make. Interesting. Which yeah. means that most of their... so much issue with 2v2, because... They just don't want to balance around those other numbers, maybe? Well, yeah, because, I mean, it, mm-hmm. you're sitting there in 3v3 and above, it's it's balanced, but everyone's complaining about 2v2 because you're sitting there with, you know, a warrior medic, and you're sitting there and watching the warrior, you know, be able to take a massive amount of damage and deal a whole bunch of damage, and the medic's just sitting back there going, yeah, I'm just going to heal you, and it's because it's not made for that. You know, 3v3, everyone sure. can circle around the medic and take the medic out, you know, but when you're doing 2v2, it's really difficult to, to focus the medic. Um, I think it also shows. On. It also shows that Carvine believes that for the for a competitive scene to form, that threes is going to be that competitive scene. It allows right. enough yeah. flexibility in team compositions to keep whatever kind of meta the the teams create alive and, and flourishing. But it also uh, it, it allows p- uh, more people to be competitive. Fives are great, but uh, it's like running dungeons. I mean, there's so much chaos going around. Twos, obviously, there are some compositions based on balancing that will be more difficult to, to beat. Threes well, is going to be that great swing spot. I think it's really easy for twos to have, like, flavor of the month. Like, okay, these two classes are OP. So, I mean, you can't win against these two classes because yeah. this month these classes got adjusted incorrectly. But in threes, I think it's a little easier to, like, okay, that class is OP. They have that class. We need to focus. Like, time to kill when three people are attacking you at once is short. So, I mean, it's really easy to kind of, like, focus one dude down because he's the OP one and then kind of, like, deal with the rest of the team. Uh, that, that's kind of my assessment of that whole reasoning behind yeah. it. You also are able to get your purple gear in Season 2 for threes and you can turn them into legendary orange gear through imbuement unlocks and you get a weird um, hedgehog scorpion monkey thingy. It's a pet. Boom. I don't yeah, know what to call that thing. Fuck that is. Razor tail. <laughs> whatever the razor tail. There is. we go. I yeah. never look at razor tail long enough because they're always dead. But they're, yeah, I don't they're look at long enough because they're covered in my particle effects. That sounds dirty. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I'm with you. Hideous. <laughs> Just face, neck, and chest, all wubs everywhere. Right? No, it's that, and I think we get a yeti. Is oh. the second PVP prestige 
reward pet? Yes. I think so. I think you're right. I saw those in the the pet vendor. They're pretty cool. On the PTR, I have all the pets I can get my hands on. (laughs) I think that's what we all did. Everything you could possibly do, you're like, yes, mine, give me. Uh, uh, Annie Yeki also says in chat, you know, talking about PvP, what are the plans to revive PvP servers? Unfortunately, we don't know as players. Uh, Server issues are much different from a certain aspect of the game. That's based all on population. Um... There, I I sorely miss being the PvP server, but it's hard to get back there because of the population. It, it, it's it's, it's a one hundred percent a population situation. So the more people we get to go onto the game and get interested into the game, the more likely the PvP server will revive. The issue is, is that uh, I don't know if it ever can be because we are a part of a mega server. Uh, the thing is, is that as uh, the server gets larger and larger, more people start joining the game. They're going to go to the server that's got more population to it. And since we can forever expand larger and larger and larger, there's no reason to go to the PvP uh, server unless you are specifically wanting PvP, which is great. But the problem is, is that everything you can do on a PvP server, you can do on a PvE server. Um, you know, except for gank people that aren't. Prepare, you know what I mean? You know, yeah, you having, can't surprise people. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah. So whether it's going to be revived or not is is it sucks because I we started on PvP server and we all really loved leveling on a PvP server and running around and, and crew tells the story uh, last night, in fact, about him uh, killing a, a higher level character than him. Level because- fifty spell slinger with my level twenty eight expert. Mm-hmm. Or the AFK? No. Rude? Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Why would hey, you be rude? We're asking the obvious question. I hate you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm going AFK right now. And to reiterate, because there was a little bit of confusion in chat, the rewards talking about in these bags are only for participation and winning in the top 5% of the of threes PvP. Uh, the purple gear and the razor tail, the Yeti, are still available to everybody else, but instead of getting them as items in your bag, you will have to buy them with prestige. So that's pretty much how it works. Which is so nice. Which is good. It just gives you one more thing to buy because when you've bought all the gear that you want for people that um, really get a lot of enjoyment out of PvP and do it all the time, it gives them more stuff to buy with their prestige. Yep. The gold sink. It's beautiful. If I can <laughs> yes, hop back is. to the PvE slash PvP conversation for one more second. Yeah, sure. Uh, someone in chat mentioned that they were missing World PvP. Um, and I, I haven't really been missing it that much. Like when I'm in the mood for world PVP, I just flick the little thing on the little, uh, flag in, uh, in the PVE server that allows me to say that I'm ready for PVP and it happens. Like I've never, I mean, not never, but rarely is the situation where I'm running around with that flag turned on and people aren't trying to kill me. So I, I haven't really noticed a difference except for the fact that I can be like, I really want to get to level 50 and I don't want someone to kill me while I'm doing it. So I'm not going to turn that on. That's that's pretty much the only difference in my head. But, I mean, everybody's experience is different, I'm sure. And it, I think it would be nice for people that are, like, into the danger of PvP servers to have that back. Y- are you raising your hand? Yeah, I, I agree. That, that's me. I, I liked, oh, sure, sure, sure. I liked having danger. that thrill. Yeah. Oh, my God. I could not handle that. I'd have a panic attack. <laughs> the, reason, <laughs> the reason why I like that thrill in Wildstar, as, say, to other games like um, that have PvP servers like World of Warcraft, is in World of Warcraft, I remember leveling with... Um, um, Ah, fuck it. I remember living with my ex-wife. We were leveling hunters, and this fucking rogue came up and would just camp us for half an hour. 
Like, we can't fucking do anything. We can't fight back. Numbers and tar- tab targeting, we're done. We're smoked. That's it. We just res and res and res hop to a guard. Uh, there are issues with the, the guards being too strong, I do believe, in Wildstar. But when you're out in World PvP, yeah. even, like you said, level 28 versus level 50, you have a fighting chance. Like, and when you do go down in World PvP and Wildstar, you don't feel like you just got your shit kicked in. You feel like, I mean, if you if you fought back, you at least felt like you had a fighting chance. And yeah, they killed you because you were level 50 and you were level 25. But you were you had a, at least a sense of pride in your loss, and you were like, "Yeah, no, I gave him what well, for." You can you can get away like, it, if I'm getting like re- ganked by people of a ridiculously higher level than me, excuse me, and they're like camping, uh, they're camping a oh my god, the thing you res at holocrypt, they're camping a holocrypt. I stop shaking your head. You forget names of things all the time, you dick. Indigo's being a dick, everybody. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> Wait, what's uh, different? But continue. Now you threw me off. I will turn this car around right now. <laughs> oh, did you guys see that, Zeus? Um, I can re. We're, we're, we're playing Wildstar, all right? <laughs> Zeus is not in the game. <laughs> Shut up. I, I mistake characters in Smite on a regular basis. I'll be like, hey, Zeus is killing me. And then Indigo will be like, Zeus isn't what playing this round. What the fuck I'm is a Zeus? Like, That's a spell slinger. <laughs> <laughs> so. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, I can respect to escape. So I, for example, on my medic, I can respect with just put all my movement abilities, all my healing abilities, and all my stuns on my bar, and I can get wherever I need to go. Like, it's not a problem. Even if it's like five level 50s chasing me. Just stun, blink, heal, run, sprint, dash. It's it's not difficult. It, What's your guys' thought about what Arturo OG was saying, which is, why don't, uh, his opinion, was, his or her, sorry, sorry that you should, uh, just kill the PvP server as a whole, um, and because it's a one, it's a big red flag for newcomers if they accidentally go to the PvP mm-hmm. or like, oh yeah, I want to do PvP and there's no one there. That's a huge red flag. The second thing he, the the other thing he was suggested was that uh, PvP zones within zones. So, for example, having areas on the map that automatically flag you for PvP. You can go in there, and you and if you level in that area, you get higher experience and you get better loot. Uh, but you have the, always the chance of getting ganked. Uh, but you can still level without going into those zones, so people who want to just stick in the PvE world don't have to go into those zones. Um, the other suggestion uh, that I want to make is make all daily zones PvP only. Ooh, see, my problem okay, is, is I would mm-hmm. cut you for that. Yeah, <laughs> that I was I was gonna say that. Um, I'm with, I'm a Doom Kitty on that one. However, I'm into um, it. The first part of that was spot on. Kill the PvP servers. I mean, they're already dead, and it it really reflects poorly on a fantastic game when people are trying the game for the first time. They don't really know anybody else, so they just wander off to a PvP server and go, "Hey, I'm here to play with everybody. I heard all about this," and then there's just tumbleweed. Yeah, I mean, there are I, I hate to implementation say it, concerns for stuff like that. Like right. Moose said, um, as long as there's a message that say you'll that says you'll be flagged and and like stuff that's like that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah it's like look, the idea of PVP zones. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a great idea. And uh, yeah. with the one stipulation I want to make is they leave the flag system, the current flag system, in the game. So that I can still say I want to PvP whenever yeah. I want to PvP and leave that option open, but mm-hmm. then also have the come to the zone and like get like two times more money and slightly better gear and people can kill you that i think that's a great idea when you roll on a pvp server you know what to expect that's true uh, i i exactly. fortunately do think that it might be time to look into 
rolling both servers together and doing exactly what Arturos, or something similar to that. Arturos OG's suggestion, I, I think it's actually pretty smart, and combining that with, with Indigo's suggestion hmm. of making the daily zones not 100% <laughs> PvP, because if we've noticed that the PvP zones are kind of cordoned off, where you have general Dominion questing, general exile questing, you don't go there unless you're going for a specific ganking reason, but then there's this weird middle ground that pops up here and there, and when you go in there, you go, hey, your flag will be up in one minute. Because if you're in daily questing, give it like that much time. You can do a quest in a minute, roughly. Once it's up, your flag, your flag goes up, and obviously you have a 30-second grace period if you do die. Maybe they or, make or, the, or maybe they if make you the also spin daily a, zone, uh, like a PvP zone, mm-hmm. but then give you a super long grace period after you die like twice. Yeah. So you die once, you get 30 seconds of grace period. You die twice, you get like... 10 minutes of grace period and you can just like go do whatever you want but after 10 minutes you're flagged again I was also thinking or they to could help- just mm-hmm. not make the daily zones all PvP yeah but what I was saying another <laughs> idea would be like <laughs> if, that? If, 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 <laughs> don't want. she's Dude, like no ganking's care. bad <laughs> oh my but, god uh, no you see let me tell you something about PvP okay I am I am so so unbelievably bad at PvP when the other team sees me coming they send a thank you card and a muffin basket <laughs> so I would, I, I do love the idea of PvP being in a separate zone. So people that choose to partake in that, they're like, "Yeah, I want to go get my PvP on," and they can go and do that. And then the rest of us that would normally just like scream and hide in a bush somewhere for ten minutes, how's it going? Are they done? Are they <laughs> done? And I remember time zones. I remember time zones in the open in the PvP server where people were like, um, "Hey guys." Are are the exiles on? No, 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 no. Okay, go. Everybody starts requesting as fast as you can. (laughs) So, UDK made a good point. The people pushing for PvP are those that want to gank, and the PvE players don't want to be ganked. So it's like, he's right. You can't really make the whole zone PvE. I have an idea on that, actually. Got my three-letter acronyms mixed up. You can't make the whole PvP zone PvE. You can't make the whole shit, dude. Oh, okay, I understand what you're saying. You know what you're trying to say, right? You can't do the whole thing to the yes. other thing because then those people will be mad at the first people. Mm-hmm. Duh, exactly. guys. But, but here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. When you first roll, say something, this is all pure speculation and it needs to be tuned up if someone took it and ran with it. But when you're going into this cross-faction area, instead of automatically flagging you, have an optional quest pop up in like red text instead of normal green text and be like kill orders or something. And kill orders if you if you if you do activate it will give you a massive buff to your experience and your gold and your reputation, at the cost of flagging you for PvP for the duration of your stay. Do you guys remember that game that was uh, run through a website and basically they send you like real world information about another individual and you'd have to stalk them and like learn their schedule and then oh my god I remember that Star Wars Galaxy that was huge in my old city yeah it uh, I mean I never saw it happen oh my god what was it a lot just got the name of that oh it's on the tip of my tongue I don't remember what it is but I know Star Wars Galaxy had the bounty system yeah that's basically what it was like you'd get a bounty on one person and so you just have to like find and kill that one person and if they killed you like Something weird happened. I think that would be an interesting idea. Just have it be like, instead of open world PvP, you can gank anyone. Just give yourself one target. And you'd have to, like, submit a request to be a part of that, like, kind of mini PvP game per zone. I think that'd be interesting. And obviously so, there are weird things. People can gain the system like that. Um, but So I, I, I wanted to... Chat's going through, and they're, they're going over a lot of the stuff. Um, so we... 
adding if we added the PvP zones within the PvP world, kill the PvP server, and do that, and mm-hmm. add this long term um, or this you know, hey, you're you're flagged for PvP in 20 seconds if you stay in this zone. Uh, would be extremely helpful. Now, the the problem that they're saying is, oh well, uh, PvP people want to gain gank PV, uh, PvE players, uh, or, or PvP players want to just gank people, and that's not true. Um, I like PvP, and I would love to be on a PvP server, and it has nothing to do with ganking someone. I mean, because a lot of the times we would team up with them to um, the opposite team to kill a big mob or something like that. But the whole reason for a PvP server is that it adds excitement and it adds a whole different level. Yeah, you can go into battlegrounds and yeah, you can go into arenas, but it's not the same thing when you're fighting on top of a giant pillar in the middle of, of uh, one of the zones that you know that you could fall off. Like, there's so much to it in open world PvP that w- that makes it really, really exciting, really, really fun. Um, and and that's that's the problem I have with people saying, oh, well, if you just want to do PvP, just go over there and do your thing over there and leave my. No, I mean that doesn't that doesn't make sense for the storyline. Oh. That doesn't make sense for gameplay style. Like that that's just you have to clearly have notified zones. Of course, you would yes. say you know you would have a rift in the middle where it's like, okay, hey guys, this is a battle zone. You guys. You know, you're all on your own if you want to go in there. It wouldn't just be like splotch. Hey, by the way, you're in a PvP zone. You're like, oh shit, oh shit, and you'd run away. As um, long as it's not a zone that you have to go to in order to complete part of the PVE quest or whatever part of the right. PVE experience, yeah, absolutely. Then I think that makes sense. But yeah. what um, what A forty nine was saying the the randomness uh, is what makes open world PvP so much fun. Absolutely, that's what adds the thrill and the excitement of oh, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to do my stuff, but then I could get shanked. Yeah, see that, that's why I think the little bounty system would be great because then you could be anywhere and somebody could just come out and be like, "You're Actually, my target." Step, step, step. Here's it, the thing. Here's the thing. What we thought the grudge system was going to be like. Oh, the what was it? Nemesis. What the was nemesis that thing system, called yeah. that no one ever uses as far as I'm aware? Is because he even it doesn't still do in the game? Anything? I don't know. Probably no. not. Oh, here's not. here's it's here's what I think would be awesome <laughs> to to merge the bounty system into the world PvP. Say you walk into the PV the world PvP zone. And you're uh, and you are killed, or you're starting to notice that one character is claiming multiple ganking kills. That player then gets a bounty mark on them Ooh. that increases every gank they make. It slows down down like like by one percent, two percent, three percent, and also or just adds to the reward from killing and them. increases the reward for killing them. Yeah. So you're sitting there as a PVEer and you're watching this PVP player ganking people outside, and you're like, "What's that mark on his head?" Oh. That's a twenty-five percent prestige and gold experience. If I kill him, time to flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's when you grab your friends. You're like, okay, hold my beer. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And now it'd be fun because if because if you kill a bounty, you are now the new bounty. Wait, what's this? What's this? Hold on, hold on. I just got an email. Oh, we all just got job offers to design at Carbine. Everybody, <laughs> everybody on the stream and everybody in chat. Guess what, guys? We're all gonna go work at Carbine. We're gonna be millionaires. <laughs> I just want to design the plushies. I'll be good. <laughs> you, you and Katie, I'm just all plushies all the time. <laughs> oh, totally. I'm telling you, I'm waiting for them to come out, like get together with Mezco or a toy company. If we could get real life plushy toys based on the in-game ones, they can have all of my money, like right now. Yeah. I keep like throwing my wallet at the screen, <laughs> hoping it'll happen someday. Yeah, need need the uh, need the plushies. Just push the needle in. <laughs> uh, maybe so, uh, I know we talked about it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Was, uh, 
one really, really quick thing, which is, guess what, guys? Uh, we can now have copies of our characters on PvP. Yeah. PTR. PTR. What our acronyms PTR? are going everywhere. You said copies of our characters on PvP. <laughs> Too many acronyms to start with P. I told you, I, and you were <laughs> rubbing your head because I was mixing up PvP and PvE, and you mix up PvP and PTR, and it's just okay, whatever, let's move on. Shirk. <laughs> so, yeah, you can make copies so you no longer have to spend hours sitting there at the Venn bot, sitting there going, hey, hey, uh, okay, wait, did I have this amp, or did I have that? You can just literally copy and paste your character And it's it. way, way better for testing differences uh, between PvP and, oh my god, I did it again. Between... <laughs> PTR and live, I'm so sorry, guys. Between PTR and live, uh, I remember a while ago reading one of Enigma's posts, I think. It was either Enigma or that medic, I-I-I-I-I. You guys know that medic from the forums? He's apparently a good medic. Um, So they were chatting about how they wanted to compare stat differences between PTR and live, but there was no way for them to do that. And so what they had to do was go on live, take off all their gear except for a weapon, and then try to find a similar weapon on PTR and then like test and it was just kind of like kludgy and not good and this is really easy you just effing copy your character over and then you have the exact same stats relative to the change in 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 ptr so it's it's awesome i think it's great um i had a question because i love that idea but i also love playing dress up with the raid gear that is so out of reach for me right now yeah you will Um, still be able to get all of that oh yay okay totally then that's good okay i'm good i'm good (laughs) I can have my stats, and I can go freak out and play dress-up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It, it, it's just your own character. You don't have to sit there and rebuild. Into it. You're, you're I spent good. three hours just buying dyes so I could have oh. all of them. Wow. That's so, that's so I'm much gold. <laughs> so no, no, no. Right I just there. renown. Oh, oh, yeah. So right yeah. there is uh, this week's uh, news. What do you call it again, Doc? Uh, Strange Tales. Tales of the Week? Yeah. Wait, I wasn't done. I want one more thing. I was really hoping that we'd be able to report on a bug. Uh, I'm just going to upfront say that this does not exist, so don't go spreading rumors that this exists. I was really hoping they would have implemented the copy character thing backwards, so you can copy characters from PTR to live. That would have been the best bug ever. Oh, (gasps) Oh my god. Is there a way to make that happen? (laughs) No. What are you coughing for? Oh, what? I'm sorry. What? I don't Moving on! (laughs) I I just wanted to add one more thing to the previous conversation I just realized. (laughs) No, no, stay with me, stay with me. The bounty system tied with the contract. A contract that says you must kill four bounty marked characters as a level four bounty. That's good. good. Mm -hmm. Tied all together. A special contract that just says you must kill Doc. I'll take that. Bring it on! (laughs) No joke, no joke, bring it on. Let's do it. Anyway... We have Doom Kitty here with us. We have uh, a few minutes left. We want to talk to her a little bit, not just to bring her, not only to bring her on and get her opinion on stuff, but she helps run one of the most active guilds I've seen in many video games. It, it's it's yes. crazy. The Black Dagger Society has, is almost synonymous now with, at least for a lot of players, with in-game events. And I, as a player, honestly, I thank all of you guys for it all the time. The, the dedication you guys put into it, the, the man hours beyond whatever jobs you have. Uh, thank you guys so very much for helping do all these awesome, awesome events. Oh, it is absolutely our pleasure. It is so much fun to put all these on. You know, any MMO is only going to be really as good as the community that's in it. And from the very beginning, Wildstar has had this spectacular community. I've never seen a community in an MMO that is so freaking joyful and happy to be there. 
we're people all come masochists. in this, and they're like, oh, well, you know, it seems so dead in the starting zones. This game is dead. There's nobody here. I'm like, wait. Hit come, level 14 and go to us. housing. Then they go to housing, and there's, like, freaking cocktails thrown everywhere, parties all over the place. I'm like, whoa, this is where everybody is. There's so much ways to waste all your imagination. Housing here. Why are you singing? Because he's during the Frank Sinatra house. That's why. (laughs) Frank Sinatra made the trilby awesome. (laughs) So, Doom, I have to... It's so nice to see them come back. Ah, it's so nice. about a sharp-dressed man. Am I right? Exactly. So I have to ask, I know some people have said that, why doesn't Carbine take the take the lead on all this stuff? When you guys decided as Black Dagger to start doing more and more of these events, was it more of a, a standpoint of frustration, or you just really wanted to see the, the community come together more, or you just wanted to have cool events for yourselves and invite everybody else to come to the party? Um, yeah, I'm pretty much my own party. So, um, I, I joined... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the resident drag queen. I just run around like, oh my god, you look fabulous! What is that? So it was just, <laughs> it was just us really enjoying the game and the environment and the community and just having this very kind of celebratory vibe all the time. Um, before I even joined, Daggers was already planning the first Thade Fest that happened back in October, I and that, that was just them getting together and saying hey you guys are awesome and we're awesome hey let's do something awesome we heard you like awesome so we brought some and then um that was just a lot of fun and people were having a great time we had we've had people come up um and tell us that they've had more fun in a week playing wildstar than they did in eight years of playing wow wow but I mean, you no know, you really intended. can't compare the two because the communities the, the games are very different the communities are extremely different yeah, it's not to say that one's better than the other, but you know, Wildstar is a little bit better because <laughs> we have great people here, um, and it's just been fantastic. Uh, the the Nexus Best Dressed list, which I started um, a few months ago, was just something to do because I started noticing that people were putting a lot of time and effort into their costumes, and that there was just as much artistic expression in that as there was in the housing. Now, it's not everybody's got like tons of plot and crazy stuff to spend hours and hours on housing, but they can put together a fantastic outfit. Right. Or do costumes. Like you see mashups, you know, there's Iron Man and we've seen, um, oh, uh, different anime characters, like just all kinds we, of cool we stuff. Saw, Stormtroopers. We saw Vast. Vast uh, uh, the Bass. Stampede. Yeah, really? We saw him. Yeah, it was really, really good. My favorites was, have uh, to be still the, um, the Magic Mike Spellslingers. <laughs> they just randomly showed up in like their underwear and just started pew pewing with like with like rapid shot and they're like oh this is amazing <laughs> we also have uh we have a character named jareth the goblin king hmm. who walks around looking exactly like bowie in labyrinth and it's That's awesome when i see them it just fills me with joy i'm like oh my god yay <laughs> So the the Nexus Best Dress list on Tumblr was just uh, a fun, silly thing to do just to say, oh, my God, look at this fabulous outfit. And, you know, here's what they're wearing. And, you know, people choose to to share that information. And here's what dye they used. And it just sort of kind of took off. And then we decided, like, hey, why not make a, a monthly fashion contest? Give out prizes. Get people excited. Like, it's not just about housing. Housing is a cult in itself. Oh, God, which I'm yes. happily a part of, um, but you know, costuming has its own thing. Let's let's shed a spotlight on that. It was also just before Drop Four 
So a lot of people weren't. You know, everybody was holding their breath. Nobody was touching their houses for a while. And um, so we've had three NBD lists now. The next one will be in May. Uh, it'll be May 23rd, which is a Saturday. It is also we're going to be incorporating it into our guild's next big public event, which is going to be our one-year birthday party. Holy Ooh. crap. Wow. Yes, Black Dagger Society was formed on May 22nd, 2014. So we're coming up to our one-year anniversary. We're really excited about that. One of the few beta guilds left. Uh, yes. Uh, we were Avindra um, before the before everybody comes. So everybody who was on Avindra. Hash, hashtag remember Avindra. Hashtag oh remember. my god, yes, the feels. <laughs> the feels are real. So yeah, we're going to be doing it then. And we had uh, some great prizes to give out. You know, we gave out some cool dyes. We gave out customization stations. We gave out um, really unique pieces of gear to use as costumes. And then just straight up money. Nice. I do like money. Gotta, yeah, just straight up plat. You know, show up, do something fun. We have solo, group, and duo costumes. One of the first ones we had was just amazing. We had uh, Varrock Darkoma was a Mordesh warrior dressed as the Lich King, and it was spot on. <laughs> That's cool. And then uh, Iron Ore, who is um, our, our Black Dagger's ambassador, um, fantastic player, just all around wonderful person, helps out so many new players in the game, gets people really excited about it. Um, he put on, on a suit and went up there as Tyrion Fordring, and the two of them had this epic battle on stage. That's awesome. And it was, oh my god, but everybody was on their feet. All the judges were in team speak. They're cheering. It was amazing. <laughs> and see, that's like um, the great part of events like that is when everybody can kind of like get behind what's going on and like have the same level of energy. And it's yeah. it's like the uh, I mean, not that I raid, but I feel like it, that kind of energy is only next to the kind of energy you get when you are in a raid and you beat something that, you know, you've been pounding away at for a really long time. Everybody feels the exact same relief, the exact same excitement. And when you're at an event and people are all into what's happening at the event, that kind of same energy is what you feel. That sounded really, really, really cheesy, but I didn't mean for it to. Well, <laughs> uh, the, the whole thing has been great. We've had QS uh, Quantum State Radio comes out and streams music for the events. Uh, we have you guys. We have you know people that come out. And, you know, be guest judges and everything. It's just been so fantastic, and we are super excited about the next one. Nice. And also in our chat, awesome. they actually put the link out for some of the pictures of the winners from the Nexus Best Dress List. Yes. Quillen cool. is our um, BDS member and our official kind of event photographer. Uh, Quill is an absolute deity when it comes to taking, like, amazing screenshots. So that's been Quill's official job. Dude, Mordash hands down are perfect jokers. I know, right? And Lich Kings. And I'm just enamored looking at pictures now. (laughs) Yeah, they're up on the stream. Mordash guys are just super hot. Scrolling slowly through them. Yes, do feel free to check those out. Uh, BDS is on Nook. Uh, we do have a public calendar of events, so anything that we're doing that is open to the server as a public event where people can just come out and join us, um, it will be listed there. Uh, my husband, who plays Myrick Reynolds, he's the one who built the uh, the BDS Central Convention Center where we hold the galas. Um, he's been doing a weekly thing on Thursdays where we just basically kind of do a flash mob in different zones. 
where we just round up a whole bunch of, of daggers and then we would just kind of go to a zone, scoop up everybody in the vicinity and say, hey, we're going to go kill this boss. You want to come? <laughs> That's really you know, Anybody cool. who's here, invite. We did that in Celestion. We went out there to a starting area, and all of a sudden, these poor little like level eights are running around, like do 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 do. Everything's all quiet, and it's like, bam! There's like forty daggers there, and we're like, we're gonna go kill this world boss. You want to come with us? It's okay. You don't have to have gear. You just come and hang out and get credit and get Watch. a title. It's and part of your attunement too. Like, Whoa. <laughs> it was it was so much fun, and people were like, oh my god, there's level fifties in the zone. Why is that? <laughs> well, because we're happy to be here. <laughs> you know, it's there's there's stuff to do. It's it's all relevant, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it so much fun and and so embracing. Like it doesn't matter what level you are, what your level of of play like player eliteness is. You know, everybody can carve out their own little niche and have an absolute blast. Nice. Sorry, I'm looking at all the links now, for all the back dagger stuff. <laughs> oh so, yeah. Question for you. Um, yes. Do you have slots on Black Dagger? And if so, how can people join your guild? And what type of guild? Would you say it's more of a social, PvE, PvP? Um, we're definitely, we consider ourselves a social, uh, community-focused guild. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not a hardcore anything. We're not hardcore sure. PvP, but we have PvP fans. We're right. not hardcore, we're not raiding, we're not raid progression, but we have people that are uh, working up to that. We also have some retired hardcore raiders. Okay. They've kind of like taken it like they're okay, I've been there, hmm. done that, taken a step back. Now they're helping uh new players That's learn the fights, help getting gear. I like um, that. You know, it, it's been great. People come in, uh, whether they're brand new to the game, whether they're brand new to MMOs, and they find their little kind of niche. It's it's basically like walking into somebody's house party. You've got different conversations in different rooms. Like you go in the living room and there's a big conversation about rating. And then you go in the kitchen and everybody's talking about housing. And then in the back porch where everybody's smoking, they're talking PvP. And it's it's definitely that environment. That's awesome. It definitely has that feel. So if if that's the kind of thing that um, people are looking for, they're welcome to go to um, badass.shivtr.com and check out our guild site. Or they can just go to Wildstar Online to the community forums there and find the guild recruitment thread. Uh, we are listed there as well, and they can read up our charter and see what we're all about. And if they decide that they want to hang out with a bunch of wackadoodles, then they're welcome to uh, apply. <laughs> that is probably the greatest pitch for anything I've seen in the digital space in a long yeah, time. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> guild pitch. That was like <laughs> marketing. <laughs> I'm like, can I just leave my guild right now? I mean... <laughs> we do have we do have people that bring tunes in just for the social aspect. They have tune. They have rating tunes in other guilds, but mm-hmm. they're not always rating. Sure. So they'll bring they'll bring a tune in just to hang out with people that are social. They're like you know my my rate my rating guild. They're all business. They Actually, come that, on three days a week. That brings raid, up a really good question out, for you. Uh, What's that? Why did Black Dagger decide to go as a guild instead of a circle? Because I mean, circles would have been able to allow people to keep their own guilds and still come in a social aspect. But you guys have decided to go in a full fledged guild. I'm just curious if there was a, a, a like a choice in that session uh, in that uh, that decision, or was it more like, well, we are a guild, so we'll just keep being a guild. Um, I think the GMs, uh, married couple Chestnut and Shade Stonebow, super awesome people. Um, they ran guilds in in previous games and MMOs. Um, so when they when they moved to Wildstar on Avindra and they started up their guild, I think it was just out of you know kind of out of habit like okay well we've got our our little small group of people so let's create a guild 
and then it just sort of like um, it grew from there. It was a very organic process, really. So it's kind of just what they knew and what they were comfortable with. Sure. It, so yeah. Just ab- yeah so, uh, we have we have everything. We have our peers. We have uh, we got a lot of heavy duty our peer. Uh, RP people, we've got um, PvP fanatics that really enjoy that. We have uh, people that have raided. We have people that are raiding. Um, then you've got like you know people like me that are just like complete, you know, cheerleaders that run around Thade telling everybody they look fabulous and throwing parties. <laughs> and, um, because that's my thing. That's that's what I get out of it. I enjoy that. Sure. Um, so if somebody been... in chat wanted to know, uh, yes. are you guys an adult guild only? Um, we like to consider ourselves 18 and over um, because we do have team speak and it's really hard for us to try and, you know, be liable for what's going on in team speak. Yeah, sure. I can understand that. Um, however, I mean, I've, I've, uh, I don't have a huge amount of experience with MMOs, but the experience I do have, I've gamed with 14 year olds that had more maturity than some 40 year olds I know. Right. <laughs> so right. it really depends on the player. I mean, if somebody is, you know, 16 or 17, but, they can handle themselves well, they carry themselves in a respectful and mature manner, then by all means, we're going to embrace them just as much as anybody else. Right, and that's what most, I think, social guilds tend to say, is like, you can be your age as long as you're not... Respectful and you're As long as you don't act... Right. There's a difference between being a child and acting childish, essentially. I mean, we can get blue, but we'll never outwardly be... It's like, I like the Line of Guards of the Galaxy... Yeah, we can be assholes, but we're one hundred percent dicks. Sure. <laughs> oh my sure. god, that's why be... not? That makes I total to... sense. Okay, I gotta, I gotta send that to Shade. That has to be our new girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I love that movie, movie so much. <laughs> so we're gonna start winding it down a little here. We've been on on the air for a little over an hour, and uh, we're gonna do one more social. We're gonna do one more thing. And then we're going to uh, wind down for the night, and we always have a post-show. Doom Kitty, you're welcome to stick around for that. Uh, if not, we understand it completely. But every week for the last two weeks, we've been giving away a box copy of Wildstar Online that comes with a random code, a random chance to get the Glitter Kitty hoverboard, the Snarflinks <gasps> mount, or the Marauder costume. We and mix- they're all awesome! Yep. And we mix <laughs> it up a little for week three and for week four because we had a lot of people outside of the live stream who wished to participate but weren't able to make it in live. So we set up a giveaway poll at the end of last podcast. We have hopefully, Krug, hopefully, closed down the poll. Yes, we have closed down the poll. See? Q time site closed. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so the question here is, is how are we going <laughs> to announce this week's winner? So I have that handled. Uh, so everybody that entered uh, on the rules of the contest, it said to please include a valid email address because that is how we'll be contacting you if you're not in, in the stream uh, to let you know that you won. Um, that kind of brings up a little bit of a difficulty in that the person that we reach out to might not respond. Uh, and so the way we'll be handling that is if that does if that happens, we'll just do two next week or we'll do one extra week of giveaway depending on what we decide after the stream if that yeah. happens. Um, but I have this screen, boom, and it has a pick the winners button. One more thing that I have to point out, and this is kind of a, <laughs> Indigo's at work, so he's on the phone. <laughs> uh, you can ignore that. Um, one more thing that I have to point out. I'm just going to do this until he comes back. Just going to, boom, Let's there you just go. Let's keep going. All right. <laughs> Turn off his screen. Um, one more thing that I have to mention is that some Q Times people that like write for us or, or do like content for us decided to enter. Those people can't win. So Sorry. we kind of had that conversation today. If one of them does win, we'll just pick another winner right now. And uh, it's the only way to be I fair. 
kind of go from there. No, no I'm okay. sorry. sorry. That's okay. I had more fun being here. <laughs> so awesome. if we're all ready, we will pick a random winner. Go for it, buddy. Wait, what? Wait. wait. Booking. <gasps> the tension is somebody real. named John. Yeah. Yeah. Only see the first name. We don't want the last name. John, uh, we will send. I know there's probably multiple Johns because it's a very common name. The email attached to it, we will email mm-hmm. that email, uh, and we will let you know. Please respond back uh, as soon as you can. Uh, we'll be able to give you more information how you want to redeem your code. And at the end of this podcast, uh, after probably the post show stuff, we are going to set up the last and final giveaway code. This is yep. week four coming up. It'll the, the it'll go up. We'll tweet it out. Uh, we will let you know if it comes up during stream that it's up during stream. You will have until uh, actually, it'll be up tomorrow. It'll be up tomorrow. Okay, so the, it's, the page is still there, so you can all tweet about it. But uh, the page will just say the uh, giveaway will be up tomorrow for the rest of today. And that's that Monday, May fourth. Monday, May fourth, the fourth and final giveaway will be starting. It'll end on May tenth which is next week's podcast at 5 p.m. It'll say it closes mm-hmm. at midnight. Ignore that. You have until 5 yeah. p.m. Pacific time on May 10th to get your entries in. And obviously, you have a valid email. Uh, you, we can tweet about it, and it's all that kind of stuff. Uh, in, in case, and just, we'll say it once again, John, uh, if your first name is John, congratulations, you won. It sounds a little vague. We want to protect your privacy. We will email that specific email yep. <laughs> to you, and uh, we'll get you that. So uh, I like the tense. Like, John, who's John? Oh, who's John? Oh my god, John! What I know, John! Yay! Damn you, John! Everybody named John. Check your email. Yeah, and even if your name isn't John, and you may have put John down, look at your email. You know, as a Canadian living in the U.S., I used to always hear that. Oh, you're Canadian. Do you know Bob? Bob Bob from Canada. Yes, everybody knows Bob from Canada. (laughs) And that's where we're going. So I actually wanted to uh, reiterate. Uh-huh. Doc's, I want to reiterate something. Doc said that uh, this was the last giveaway. Uh, next week is the last giveaway. While it is the last giveaway for the box, it will not be Strange Tales and it will not be Q Time's last giveaway. Oh, of course not. No, no, no. So I, I it, just want you all to know that. So if you guys keep uh, stay tuned, keep listening, keep visiting the site, we will. We really appreciate it, guys. Seriously, thank yeah, you yes. so much. That's our way of giving back. And everyone that shows up for the shows, whether it's to listen to us and our cool, awesome guests we have once on once in a while, like Miss Doom Kitty here, and, or if you came just for the events and came for the giveaways, either way, thank you always for showing up. We are Strange Tales from Outer Space, episode 43. I have with us one more time, Indigo. Bye. And Krug. Bye. And last but not least, our awesome special guest this week, Doom Kitty. Stay fabulous, cupcakes. <laughs> and my name is Doc. Everyone out there, have a good time. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.